Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. This is episode five of the 2021 season. And as always, I am joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we welcome on Team Power Forward DT, who is now in his third year in Orlando. Thanks for coming on, guys. Greatly appreciated. Uh, Just to recap the action that took place this past week, uh, the Magic first went up against Pacers Gaming on Thursday night, 6.30, who is arguably the early season favorite for the Rookie of the Year Award, posted 34 points and 9 assists in the opener to guide Indiana to the victory. Reezy led the Magic with 26 points and Future Clutch had 12. And then in the rematch, Orlando rallied in the third before 6.30 in Swizzirk came alive in the final frame to pull out the victory for the Pacers. May grabbed 15 of the Magic's 21 rebounds, and DT had five of them. Two nights later, uh, the Magic were back in action as they went head-to-head against their Sunshine State rivals, Heat Check Gaming. And both those games turned out to be instant NBA 2K League classics. Uh, In the first meeting, Orlando stormed back from a double-digit halftime deficit and led with just seconds remaining before Hotshot converted on a game-winning reverse dunk with 2.2 seconds left to lift Miami to the win. Then in the second game, both May and DT made some big shots late, but again, Miami found a way to eke out the win in overtime as Sav knocked down the go-ahead three-pointer with 2.7 seconds left in the extra session. So Jonah... Obviously, I know not the outcome you wanted last week. What are the things that you saw that you feel your team needs to improve on going forward? And also, what are some of the things that you thought you guys did well, uh, despite coming up short in those four games? Yeah, you know, we, we both those those series just kind of played out almost the opposite of each other. I think that in, in the first series versus Indiana, you know, we, we were really slow on offense, didn't have a lot going. Uh, we weren't able to get on the break at all. And and unfortunately, our defense was great. I thought we did a great job on 630. I thought we had a good game plan there going in. And unfortunately, Swizzler had, had big, big shots for them, hit a couple really, really deep threes, kind of, kind of, you know, threw us off a little bit. But um, our offense just couldn't get going. And then it, against Miami, it was almost the inverse of that, where our offense was just phenomenal, um, super, super efficient. We shot incredibly from the field. Um, and we weren't able to, you know, get enough stops to win those games down the stretch. So, um, you know, right now it's really about piecing it together. You know, obviously our offense has been our, our probably our, our biggest weakness. I think that we're we're well aware of that um, over the last you know month here. But um, you know, we we obviously look at that Miami game and we see a strength there sometimes. And um, you know, Snubby has been phenomenal on offense. Um, you know, I will say I, I look at that game. I don't I don't see a lot of mistakes DT has been making. You know, it's not. I, I think it's a lot of small things, and I think that's the good thing is it's just little things to fix before we're we're kind of back on on the the right page here, but, uh, you know, for now we, we still have a ton of work to do to get there. DT, I know a few of the guys we've had on this show earlier in the season talked about this team being resilient and always keeping your heads up, even when things aren't necessarily going your way. Uh, do you feel that as well? And assuming you do, how will that mindset help you guys going forward? Um, I, th- I think we have a very resilient group. Um, I think it helps uh, just the kind of the team mindset when we're in games because we know if we're down at half or 
uh, down going into the fourth quarter that we can make a comeback at any time. Um, we still feel like even though we went on four this past weekend that once we're all clicking on all cylinders, we're one of the best teams in the game. But the biggest thing, like Jonah said, is just trying to piece that all together. Um, obviously, we don't want to be down at every halftime, but if we if we can not or keep a lead, but um, I think it's good. But at the same time, I think it can hurt us if we just keep relying on us uh, coming back into these games. And two K is a very uh, random game at times. Uh, where both teams are going to make runs. So being down all the time uh, isn't probably the best thing. Uh, it's a good thing, like I said, being resilient. But at the same time, I feel like we need to focus on not giving up 10-point uh, cushions to other teams I have. One of the major bright spots, Jonah, unquestionably has been the way Reezy and Snubby have complemented each other in the backcourt. Uh, do you feel like they've adjusted even quicker than you perhaps expected? Or is this precisely what you predicted uh, would happen when you first acquired Snubby in the offseason? You know, it's, it's funny, Josh, because in, in normal circumstances, in a normal season, um, you know, obviously we get this league build, you know, a month before practice or before the first game start. And, you know, it's funny in, in context, like if you look back, you know, we would be like through the tip, the tip off only right now. So obviously we're, we're at week four. So um, that that's, you know, we're well ahead of schedule as far as, you know, as many games as we have played. Normally we would have a ton more games in our belt. So with that being understood, I think that they've done an incredible job of adjusting to each other. Obviously this is the first time that I think that, that Reezy's had a, a, a shooting guard next to him. He's felt truly confident in his ability. And uh, it's to the point now where, you know, we're, we're more than okay with Snubby bringing the ball up and, and working out from a on occasion and, um, he's been super, super efficient, uh, which is you love to see from him. And they both are such good playmakers. They both can facilitate. And I think they've complemented each other incredibly well. So um, I would definitely say it's happened, I guess, a little quicker than, than maybe we expected. But um, obviously, we need all of all of that right now. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to build on it. I still think they can be even better. I still think we can do an even better job of kind of working, working between the two of them. But you know, it's something it, – it's always going to be a work in progress, but they do complement each other incredibly well. Kind of one, one strength is the other one's weakness, which um, works really well against most defenses. DT, you and May have also looked formidable up front. How comfortable have you been at the power forward spot so far this season, especially with the new gameplay? Um, I feel like no matter what the gameplay is going to be, I always feel comfortable at the four. Uh, I mean, that's my natural position, and that's the position I like to play the most. Um, at times, I do feel like the game just caters to every other position more. Uh, but right now, the biggest thing for me is trying to be the best um, at my position, and I feel like I'm up there or I have been doing that this season. Um, I feel like Robbie has kind of come into his own as center and showing people that he's he's one of the better centers in the league after all of us had disappointing seasons last year. So um, me and Robbie, I feel like have always had kind of that chemistry uh, at the four and five. And then this year it's just showing. So you guys are now in a bye week. Uh, Magic Gaming will have two intriguing matchups next week. Uh, first against Cavs Legion GC on Thursday, June 24th, and then Hawks Talon GC on Saturday, June 26th. Uh, Orlando beat Cleveland in their two meetings during the tip-off. Uh, the Cavs are sitting at just two and eight at the moment as they've struggled out of the gate. Although, interestingly, they're the only team to win against the Pacers so far this year. 
Uh, they made a big trade in the offseason, getting OFAB from Celtics Crossover Gaming. What have been your impressions, Jonah, of the Cavs this season uh, based on what you've seen so far, and what challenges do they present? Yeah, you know, I, I would say, first of all, I think that they've been really consistent um, w- with Strainer's ability to score. I think Strainer's been pretty good, one of the one of the premier, you know, sharps in the 2K league this year. And, um, you know, OFAB has improved since the tip-off tournament. I think that he initially was not, you know, fully adjusted to this game. And obviously these things do take time. And, um, you know, I think that now he's feeling a lot, a lot more comfortable. Um, with that being said, though, their defense has probably been their weakness um, and just consistency in general, I would say, is, is their, probably their biggest weakness. And, but they, you know, made a, made a position change last week, moving D-Law to center and Abe Mario to power forward and having him guard the pick and roll. And I think that improved it a little bit. But we saw Big Rim enter the lineup and, and God of 2K, who's actually the season two defensive player of the year, kind of, you know, go to that six-man role. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what lineup they come out with. And that'll kind of be the question mark for us is, you know, what they're going to actually be running. But, um, you know, I still think that if, if we come in with our game plan and we play the right way, we, we're able to get stops on defense. We should be we should be good because I do think that offense or, or that defense is one we, we should be able to score on. DT, how do you see this bye week helping your squad as far as getting some extra rest and also some added practice time ahead of those matchups? Um, I think it's big, especially for our mental. Um, it it coming after an own four week, I feel like is good because it kind of gives us like time to reset, um, not panic, not not feel like our season is already over and we're not even halfway through. I feel like this week everyone can just relax a little bit. Um, I feel like we've been putting in a lot of time uh, leading up to this bye week because we knew it was going to come soon, and then. This, this this bye week for me personally is just kind of to mentally reset, not not over exhaust my mental um, into the season, and just come back. I feel like this next week um, is probably our biggest week of the season. Uh, I feel like this will put us back in the playoff hunt if we take care of business and do what we're supposed to do. But um, last week we felt like we we should have won some of those games and we came out on four. So this next week we can't take anyone lightly. So. Just going around the league a bit, Jonah, of the top four teams right now in the standings, which are Grizz Gaming, T-Wolves Gaming, Hornets, Venom GT, and Pacers Gaming, which one has impressed you the most? Well, I think, you know, the T-Wolves are the obvious answer because they obviously won the tip-off tournament and they've been phenomenal. But I'd say that the most impressive, uh, you know, based on expectations would probably be the Hornets. Um, I think that a lot of people expected the Grizzlies to take a step up and play um, but, the, but the Hornets have been a big surprise. Their defense is pretty good. Sherm is just a, a, a warrior in the regular season. The guy just wins a ton of regular season games. He just finds a way to get it done. And, and him and both PP Ballin are, are that way. So they've, they've been phenomenal so far. And, and really, I think the most impressive piece of their team is Rigby, their shooting guard, who right now is probably without, without doubt a top five shooting guard in the league. And and he's phenomenal, a super reliable shooter and scorer. So, um, you know, it's going to be tough. They're going to be a, a tough uh, out every single time. It's so early to start analyzing the MVP race, but I guess based on my own observations right now, some names in that conversation are potentially 630, Vandy, Shifty Kai, Chalk, Bash, probably missing a few. But uh, is there someone you feel, DT, that's leading the pack at the moment? Um, I probably say it's just such a close race because all the rec- all those records are 
kind of close um, towards the end of the season when the records kind of show more who gets the first, who gets the second seed. Uh, I think it'll – but right now, I if I had to pick one, I'd either go with Kai or Bandy. Jonah, do you have any opinion on that particular subject? Yeah, you know, obviously uh, the player I'll choose is, is not one of those DT names. Um, I would I would go with Chalk. I think that even though obviously he's a character uh, for sure and, and maybe not sometimes the best teammate, uh, I think he's been phenomenal this year. And I was kind of – yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of changing the way they play based on how Chalk is playing the game. Um, and, and he's just been super phenomenal. And that's with, you know – you know, a lot of changes in the lineup and some, some maybe some lacking in skilled teammates from his perspective, uh, you know, as he vocalizes at times. So, uh, but he, he's been phenomenal. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people have their views on chalk, um, like as a person or as a teammate or whatever, but when it comes to the game, that guy is elite. He is a very good at the game. And if their record was better, I would have said chalk. That was the name I was thinking of. Um, but uh, yeah, I think if their their record continues to improve towards the end of the season, I could definitely see him getting it. So what separates Chalk from some of the others as far as his skill level or his talent? What does he do so differently than some of the others at his position? I think he's very good at – they play a very high pace and they don't slow down for anyone. And playing at a high pace like that, um, at the same time making – almost the right decision every time is very hard. I feel like he's a good decision maker. He's not scared to take um, 50-50 shots that might not – like that might be a bad shot, but they end up being a good shot and he greens them. I feel like he's good at keeping defense honest. Um, and he's probably one of, if not the best passer in the league. He's very good at hitting the roll uh, at the right time, hitting the corners at the right time. Um, I just feel like sometimes he gets in his own head when he's not playing good and he's not comfortable. But when he is comfortable, he's probably a top three point guard in the league when he's when he's in his own. Is there a team, Jonah, that has started off slow that you think is likely to turn their season around as we move forward here? Yeah, that that one's a little tougher because um, it just just not a lot of separation there. But um you know, I, I look at a couple teams. Like, I, I don't know that the, the Warriors and Wizards are playing their best ball right now. I don't know that the Kings and Jazz are playing their best ball right now. I think that both all four of those teams can improve as the year goes on. But um, it'll probably be Genji is my guess. So, I think that Genji is obviously a team that is super premier offense. Um, w- but they just haven't showed up in several of their games so far. Um, but but Genji, in, in our eyes, is, is probably still like a top ten team in the league. Uh, obviously, they have to put it together. But in, as far as scrimmages go, they absolutely are that team. And um, obviously, that doesn't always mean everything. But 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 they certainly do practice really well. So I, I'd be I'd be you know really curious to see uh, how how they finish here. How different is Gen G from last year when they had Shifty Kai? Now I know with Jay Money at that spot, are they significantly different in terms of play style, or is it just different personnel kind of running the same things? I think it's definitely a completely different play style. Um, Jay Money's a lot more like, you know, slow. At times he picks up the pace when he when he knows he can get a free basket, but other times he's really like slow and methodical. Um, where you know I think Kai was just kind of a sprint, sprint, sprint style play style player, and uh, he still kind of plays that way a little bit, even even with his success in Minnesota. So, um, but but also B smooth in general is just a huge change. Obviously he's a he's an upgrade on Jen, especially you know considering how how phenomenal B smooth can be this year. So. 
Um, I, I, I can tell you right now, Josh, we have not seen the best of Beast move yet. And he'll have a few games down the stretch here. I'm willing to bet that, that he's dropping 30 plus with maybe five or six assists as well. So I, I'm willing to bet we'll see that moving forward. Interesting. Well, that is about all the time we have for this edition of the Magic Amy podcast. Once again, thanks to Jonah and DT for their insight and taking the time for this episode. Uh, as mentioned earlier, the Magic are in a bye week, but be sure to tune in next week when they take on Cavs Legion GC and Hawks Talon GC. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll catch you soon.